Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Treats in town. All right, let's get into it, gentlemen. Look, I was reading the, the, the vision principle uh, again in preparation for today. And let me read one of the statements that uh, caught me. Ooh. Ooh, my God. How did I reach the third principle? I'm on the second one. Okay. So it says that vision is a picture of the future that produces passion in those who hear it. Eh? Vision is a picture of the future that produces passion in those who hear it. So look, I want to ask me, I represent Omuntu Wawansi. Yeah. So, O-W-W. Yeah, O-W-W, that's the one I represent. By the way, remember to engage us, especially on YouTube. We'll be looking out for your questions and comments, and we'll be asking them right here live. Okay, so, gentlemen, why is vision important in business finances? Because I want to make money, okay? Bottom line, I want to make money. So, must I feel passionate? Must I have a picture of the future that produces passion? What if the passion I have is to produce money? Why is vision important in business? Why? What's the point? What's the big deal? And does everyone have a vision? And some people born without it. We'll start with uh, <laughs> Noah. Wow. The visionary. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, first of all, thanks. I also want to follow and copy hard. I want to send greetings. Hey. <laughs> First of all, to the Kitty crew. There is also another Kitty crew. Oh. Yeah, to, to my wife and my kids, I just say thanks. And to the team at Savannah, shout outs. Uh, we, we are changing the world together. Oh. And um, yeah, <laughs> so it's in that spirit that your question comes in. Because yes, you want to make money, but you can't make money alone. Hey. Yes, you're going to need people. You're going to need clients. You're going to need partners. And all these people need to align to something Mm-hmm. I keep saying that, you know, you can, if you, if you plan to feed yourself, mm. just get a 50 by 100, <laughs> plant food, and you'll feed yourself. Wow. But if you want to make money, and not money of, um, yeah, you have some money and, and you're comfortable. If you're, if you're really to change your community, you'll need people. And people are not going to come just to feed you. Ouch. They're going to come when you invite. Because everyone has their own agenda, by the way. Some people want to get jobs in good uh, organizations. Mm-hmm. Some people want to, you know, everyone has a vision, no matter at what scale it is, everyone. So if you're to convince these people to join you, mm-hmm. because you, you can't make money alone. It's true. And so you need to envision them. You need to give them a cause worthy of them leaving what they're doing mm-hmm. and following you on yours. So that's just the first thing. You need a vision because... Um, and and there's, a, there's a thing that Apostle says that provision mm-hmm. is pro-vision. Pro mm. meaning for. For. So if you so so that you can't have provision or it is misused if there is no vision. Ooh. So when you say talk about provision, that means the, the the things that you need. Provision can be money. Provision can be people. Provision can be materials. Well, those things follow vision. vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 
I thought I knew I knew he was wise. <laughs> but I can now confirm. Mm. Let me read the opening uh, few paragraphs in the vision principle in the book. That's that's the advantage of writing books because it's true. You, you can always read from your own book. <laughs> Here goes mm-hmm. an old story from 400 years ago. A man came across three masons who were working at chipping chunks of granite from large blocks. The first seemed unhappy at his job, chipping away and frequently looking at his watch. Mm-hmm. When the man asked what it was that he was doing, the first mason responded rather curtly, I'm hammering this stupid rock and I can't wait till five o'clock when I can go home you'll need to identify yourself in the story. (laughs) So listen carefully. A second mason, seemingly more interested in his work, was hammering diligently, and when asked what it was that he was doing, answered, open quotes, Mm -hmm. well, I'm molding this block of rock so that it can be used with others to construct a wall. It's not bad work, but I'll sure be glad when it's done. (laughs) A third mason was hammering at his block fervently, taking time to stand back and admire his work. He chipped off small pieces until he was satisfied that it was the best he could do. Mm -hmm. When he was questioned about his work, he stopped, gazed skyward, Mm -hmm. and proudly proclaimed, Mm. I am building a cathedral. Oh my goodness. Three men different attitudes, all doing the same job. Which one are you and which one represents the employees in your business? Because vision is the differentiator that, look, here's how you know your vision has sunk. Would people be willing to work for free? Would people be willing to work for free? season mm. would people be willing to volunteer at your organization wow that's when you know vision is happening or not back to you a a made a grace seriously guys you have to buy this book okay you should pray for me by the way it's not easy interviewing such clever people but we shall get through it so I love that beginning uh, of that story. First of all, wh- which one are you? <laughs> don't, don't tell us. Okay, you can tell us, but I pray for you. Which one are you? And would you be willing to work for free where you're working right now? Have you worked in a place where vision was so powerful that you were willing to give your time for nothing? And many of you who are part of Worship Harvest know that. Yeah, the answer is yes. The vision is so powerful. But let's, let's continue to talk, gentlemen. So you, you're telling us about this, this picture of the future that produces passion in those who hear it. And I'm, I'm, if I'm listening and I'm a business leader or I'm a pers- person who's starting out, I'm wondering, uh, how do I come about with a vision? Does it come to me in the night? Are some people born visionaries and the rest of us are just... I mean, I don't even know. Many people who go to work on a regular basis, I, I don't know if they go to work to tap into a vision. Usually you have a need and you look for a job to fix the need. But what I hear you saying is that it's even more powerful if I went to a normal job and then found that it's not normal anymore and I'm caught into a thing that is bigger than me and suddenly you give me purpose. 
like beyond me coming to feed my family, you're giving me purpose. But the question is, how do we, how does someone get a vision? How do they define a vision? How do you come up with it without forging it? Like you two gentlemen are such visionaries. When, every time you encounter Noah, Bale Samvu, my God, the vision is flowing. Even you, even when you don't understand, and his things are a bit complicated, but he talks and I feel like I want to join you. Just I don't know what I will do in the company, you know? And then you have Apostle Mose, who the passion is so much after he has talked, you're crying. You don't even know what you're signing up for, but you're ready to do the thing and to die and to give up your life. So are, you, are there people who are born like you with a special gene? Or can normal humans who are watching us today also come up with vision? And please, if so, help us, please. How? Okay, let me try and answer this as neutrally as I can, but it ca I can't be neutral. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> the, the Avoid truth, trying to be neutral. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the truth of it is that you can't burn with vision if you don't have identity. Eh. Yeah. Because it is, it, is, it is from the fact that knowing who you are, because vision is not outward in, it is inward out. Oh. So if you have an identity crisis, eh? you will follow anything that shines. You understand? And so the... the, the <laughs> anything <laughs> that shines. Yeah. <laughs> so there the, are the two things that come to mind. One, everyone is born with vision. Everyone. Oh. Yeah. It's life that knocks it out of us. <laughs> yeah. Because, okay, let me give you an example. I have a, I have a, I have a nine-month-old son. Mm. In, in his mind, he can fly. Oh, Lord. Yeah. He, in his mind, he can fly. He has no fears. It's true. He has, as in, he can do anything he wants. But what do we do? As he grows up, we put guardrails. We put impossibilities. We put fears in them. You know that about a large percentage of our fears is inherited. Mm -hmm. Because, for example, if daddy is scared of spiders... Oh. And then my son sees me scared of spiders. Of course. What is he going to do? He has to be scared. So <laughs> it is important. Well, why is it? Because the world as we know it in its fallen state chips away at the vision that is given to us by God. Mm. And so it's important to first reconcile with that. Once oh. you are reconciled with God, man, you know, God is the ultimate visionary. Wow. I, I keep saying that, you know, when, when God casts vision, you, mm. <laughs> the, 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 there is a, there's a scripture in, um, I think it's Galatians, for, for, uh, for, for, uh, for the, the gospel we preach, uh, for seeing that he that, will justify the Gentiles by faith, he preached the gospel to Abraham, saying, in you, all the nations shall be blessed. Mm -hmm. Now imagine, just think, think about that. God knew what was going to happen, so he cast vision to Abraham. To Abraham. My goodness. This was someone pursuing his own thing, but, but he cast vision. He cast vision so much so that he even see it in Galatians. And so to answer the question, everyone is born with vision. Wow. Simply reconcile your identity, find who you are, and visions, you start tapping into vision. Secondly, is, is the whole thing of, again, we, and we have discussed this at Business Garage, have, have, have an ambition to live beyond yourself. Oh... The, and the further away from your self-sustenance that you go, you'll discover you need to, you need to think a little bigger. If you're feeding your family, <laughs> if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're single and then you become married, your vision has to change. Ooh. If you're married and you have children, your vision has to change. Mm. You understand? 
When you start... If, you have, if you're married and have children and you start a business... Uh -huh. <laughs> your vision, <laughs> your vision definitely has to change. If you, have, if you are married and have children and start a business... Mm -hmm. And plant a church. Hey, hey. Come on now. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Keep the going. church has to grow. Have you seen how Apostle has put his people. vision in a man's vision? Uh. <laughs> you have to squeeze yourself yeah. there. Hey. <laughs> because think about just think about marriage. You're asking someone to leave their father's house oh and come to your to your to your house. Forever. Forever. Oh. That in all this, I have left mine, what is mine, and they even go as far as take your name. Wow. wow. That is, those are small things that start us to have vision. And so, yeah, so how can you get vision? Are you born with it? Yes, you're born with it. It's just that your life experiences, bad or good, define what your capacity is. And so if you want to start tapping into vision, start thinking about other people. Employees. You're telling someone to leave their job, to leave the possibilities of a very good job to come and work for you. Mm -hmm. Why? Eh. So when you start thinking like that, then you're like, eh, I, I can't just let them come here to make me rich. Your stomach and the world are two different sizes. Uh, yeah, cut. Just saying. Apostle Mose help. Rebra, Your stomach and the world, the world are two are different, different sizes. sizes. Oh, good. Wow. I don't know. Now, uh, eh. look. Uh, no, it's very correct because wow. most businesses start with a very clearly defined vision. Can I tell it to you? Tell it to me, sir. It's called FMF. FMF, I knew. Feed <laughs> my family. Not flock. No, not flock. <laughs> That's where everyone starts. I want to make some company. It's true. So either you have a job or you create a side hustle here or something. Mm. And, but then God is gracious to us. And you know the interesting thing about vision? Mm -hmm. If you do what Noah has advised us to do, mm -hmm. because it's innately born, but yes. it is, it's, it's like a contradiction. It's inside and yet outside. Yes. Like you have to go to external sources to call it out. Oh, yes. Coaching. The things you read, yes. the people you encounter, yes. the places you, you go, go to. Yes. I remember this, this one time I was in America. America. And I visited the church. At that time, we had one location which was at Katikati. Mm -hmm. And I visited this church and the stage, <laughs> Talk the platform it. of this church was as big as our auditorium at Katikati. <laughs> Shababa. <laughs> you see, those things, they do something to you. You're like, these people, mm. for us, where we sit is where they sing from. <laughs> I came back. Mm. I just realized we are just not doing anything. <laughs> the vision okay. changed. The, yeah, the vision <laughs> kept shifting. When we built this uh, auditorium here at Nalia, which sits about 3,000 people, mm. then we went to Nigeria. Mm -mm. Mm. And mm -hmm. then I <laughs> saw so a 50,000 seat auditorium. Mm. And uh, there is the other place yeah. we went to where the, yeah, the, no the green room, the space where the ministers get to meet before they go in, in front mm. for the ministry, mm. was bigger than our auditorium. Yes, sir. <laughs> what are we doing, given? What are we doing, given? <laughs> so it's inside of you, 
but it needs to be stimulated out of you. And like he said, because we all start, here is how to keep your vision small and useless Ouch. until you die. Do tell us. Mm-hmm. Make it about yourself. Ouch. Yeah. Make it about yourself. If it's about you. Oh, it's too small. Yeah. Mm-mm, 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 you know there are two mm-mm. kinds of people. Mm-hmm. There are climbers and lifters. Climbers are the ones who get into an environment and they start figuring out how do I step on everyone to go up there to be CEO or CFO, CEO, whatever, head of department, supervisor. Oops. They, they never set up anything. They like to find things that are there mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. start climbing them. Then there are lifters. Mm-hmm. There are people who get into a, a bush, mm-hmm. into an environment, into a wilderness, mm-hmm. and they take risks and say, how can we build something here mm-hmm. that can benefit other people? Mm. Now, that's the difference between visionaries and those who lack vision. If it's about you, how can I get to the next job? You see, that's why there's a lot of corporate, uh, almost witchcraft. Yeah? Because people are mad slinging, character assassinating. Yes. It is because they are climbers. They want the next position. They've advertised the next thing and everyone is, is going for it. Now, people like that can't do much. Mm. But then there are lifters. They find nothing or they find very little. Mm-hmm. And they say, hey, this thing is employing two people mm-hmm. and serving maybe 100 customers. Mm. You see, the more, I like what Pastor Noah said, the more you push the boundaries of your vision mm-hmm. farther away, away from, from you, you. Mm. the more significant it comes, mm-hmm. the more people you can help, mm-hmm. and the less it is about you. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, Homebaked, for example, mm-hmm. how many customers do you serve weekly? About? Mm-hmm. Maybe a hundred on a good week. About a hundred customers. Mm. How many people do you employ? One, two, three, four. Four. Now, if you shifted your vision to feed the world with bread. Hmm? It has shifted, sir. <laughs> you see, that's what you should always do to your vision. Multiplied by a thousand or one million every time. Uh, and start yeah. thinking, instead of serving 100 customers yeah. a day, if we are going to a serve a, ha- a week, 100 million customers a week, do you suddenly realize how many more people you're going to need to fulfill that vision and how many more people are going to be blessed in the process in terms of uh, c- customers, workers, mm-hmm. staff, employees, mm-hmm. suppliers, mm-hmm. Because suddenly you've created this gigantic economic system where the demand for wheat, the demand for margarine, the demand for eggs, the demand for sugar, the demand for for electricity or gas, whatever you seem to be using, the demand for space. Suddenly you've created an engine that is... You see, if you are serving 100 customers and you need four employees... At 100 million customers, you probably have 40,000 employees. Wow. So, you see, do you, are, you, are you thinking yes, what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, that is the power oh, of vision. vision. At, that, at that stage, you're completely out of the Absolutely. picture. Absolutely. 
It's about what other people can bring to the table. They, they bring their own visions mm-hmm. into what... Here's what I like to say. Everyone is trying to build their small tent. Yes. If you want to bring them into yours, mm-hmm. make your tent so big that all the other tents can fit. Wow. Otherwise, if your tent is small, then you are trying to drag me into your tent. Uh-uh. I don't want. Back to you. Hey, you people, I need help. My people online, <laughs> what's happening? I'm seeing you commenting, engaging. This is so powerful. If it's about you, it's too small and it lacks vision. And that vision is both from inside and from outside. And so there's so much wisdom there that, first of all, reconnect with your creator on the inside. When you do that, you'll start to connect with your true vision. But also there are places that you can go to. There's people, environments you should place yourself in that will enlarge your capacity. Coaching spaces, read books. Basically, you can do something to become a person of vision beyond just making money. We have a question before I ask my third question because I might forget. I saw someone ask a question um, and I would like to engage their question immediately. Um, Let's see. Wow. Believe it or not. While you find it, I Mm. believe it would benefit in hearing the vision that uh, Pastor Pastor Noah Noah, has. Yeah, that was my next question. Pertaining to, to the different businesses because we are talking about it but vision what's your need, vision yeah. pastor noah what is your vision so uh, i'll start with my my vision <clears throat> is to help people individuals to help governments businesses and development organizations uh make sense of technology <laughs> yeah yeah because many technology is coming at us at a high speed and many people are like a deer in the headlights they don't know what to do And so that's my personal vision, to help catalyze digital transformation in people's lives, in businesses, and in governments. And interestingly, that is what Savannah is about. Savannah, we call ourselves a digital transformation company, where we do exactly that. We catalyze digital transformation in businesses, in governments, and in development organizations. What does that mean? What is our picture of the Mm -hmm. future? Our picture of the future is a billion Africans gainfully engaged in the digital economy gainfully engaged in the digital economy. We have many Africans that are consumers of digital goods. Facebook, Google, what? They're just consumers. But being gainfully engaged means that you are creating value digitally. That's what we want to see. We want to see a billion Africans doing that. What does a digital economy look like? I just use this example to to give you a glimpse of what the digital economy looks Mm -hmm. like. The top two tech companies have a a bigger uh, market capitalization value than the GDP of Africa. Mm. The top two tech companies, that's, um, I can just take even any two, any top two, so that's Microsoft and Apple, together are more valuable than the entire continent of Africa. Ouch. And they make their money digitally. Ouch. That's the size of the digital economy. Mm. And so we want to change that story because the next one billion people on earth are coming from Africa. So that is a glimpse into our vision and that's and how <laughs> we are chipping at it. Apostle, One what African is it? at a time. Apostle, what's the problem? <laughs> my left, my left, my right cheek, cheek is, is itching. Is itching. <laughs> my goodness. Excuse me, Apostle Mose, what is your vision? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't have. What's the problem? <laughs> but interestingly, this is it. And, and, and this is actually speaking to the environment 
the, I, I, the environment principle that Apostle talk, uh, talked about, putting yourself in spaces. Now, when you're in worship harvests at a level above MC leader, you will notice some things changing about your vision. Mm. Mm. You'll just notice. Mm. I can guarantee you, compare your vision of mm. life mm. before you joined worship harvest mm-hmm. and after. It is different. Why? Because you're in an environment that is looking to catalyze spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, uh, and as a result, the world. The world. Yeah. The world. The world. You imagine what transforming economic stories in the world looks like. Mm. And so we borrowed heavily, very heavily from what a process we should call PSV, Purpose <laughs> Strategy and, 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 and Values. Mm. And so we brought that into our organization. And when you ask those hard questions, as in why would someone come and work for you, then, then you have to start casting vision. And so, yeah, we, we, we are hard followers. <laughs> Just I want you to know that people are laughing. I don't know why they are laughing. But YouTube is full of laughter. laughter. And I think if I were them also, I would be laughing. But uh, Pastor Sa- Noah, thanks so much. Sarah laughed. Even Sarah laughed. Mm. Like that, the, that's the reaction oh. when they tell you something that seems, seems impossible, yeah. but it's possible. But, but it's possible. You're, the brain is sort of like... Jamming, jamming. Wow. Do you have a compelling picture of the future that inspires passion? What is yours? Does it have numbers like one billion humans? Mine doesn't have one billion yet, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Mm. Personally, I'm, I'm fine. I'm here to ask questions. Yeah, I don't like engaging too much, but it is well with my soul. Me as me. It is well with my soul because, yeah, look, I still have many questions. Uh, uh, <laughs> YouTube. Alex Muhereza is asking, if I have a vision and I haven't inspired others, mm. uh, is the vision real? <laughs> uh, is, is just the picture is in my head or does it require a new leader? Like, should he hand over his vision to another person? <laughs> yeah. Shots what to fired. do? Mm, because you say it just We, we can later on look at some of the things you exactly. can do to to get the vision out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but if you have a vision, so I think most people are being a little bit shocked <laughs> by the whole vision thing. Of course. And the first step is to know you can, if, if you can accomplish it by yourself, it's no vision at all. Ouch. That's just a small ambition. Ouch. So uh, you, the vision is to involve a lot of people for the possibility to happen. Personally, I see a future with 50,000 missional communities wow. that are leading 50,000 people to the Lord every week. Ooh. Now, to get there, I, I think we need to plan about 1,000 churches Minimum. with more than a million people in them. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's what I work at every day. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's the leadership side, you know, straightforward financial growth. Mm-hmm. We want to help a million people change their financial story to the next generation. Mm-hmm where their children will never have to make decisions that are governed by the absence or presence of money. Mm, mm, mm. So those are some of the things, you know, when you have that picture of the future, then you work the thing differently Mm. from, I've created a small job, I'm the CEO, COO, CFO, and C, whatever, (laughs) O. And uh, yeah. Wow. So let's, let's get into that, what you just said there. Because I think most of the questions I'm seeing, of course, people are asking if I'm a climber, is there hope for me? Can I ever be a lifter? Yes, there's hope for you. Um, but the, 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 the thing about how do we move towards 
articulating the vision. Because you've given us sort of insight into the fact that I, if, if I feel like I'm stuck in terms of do I actually have vision, I can move from that to discovering what is really on the inside of me by placing myself in certain environments yeah. that then force me to, not force me, but inspire me to dream yeah. and to look beyond myself, to go to places, visit spaces, be with certain people, read yeah. books, get into, you know, education spaces, environments. That, that's very clear. I feel like that's, that has given hope. So maybe there's someone who already has a picture. Mm. It's, it's hazy, but it's there. How do we, how does someone, and by the way, if you buy this book, all that there's so much more detail than what we are able to discuss in a few minutes here. So it will be very helpful. There's already information on how you can order uh, for this book, even right now. But how do we articulate vision? How do I move from it being a burning thing on the inside of me? Because I found people who have the vision, but they can't sell it, or they can't articulate it, or you don't feel inspired when they... Uh, the, when they are uh, when they try to to tell you what is on the inside so how do we articulate vision gentlemen if you can if you can help us well that's that's uh, one i think it's a continual process mm. that um you continually work to because like a horizon you know mountains are not blue mm. i hope you, we understand anyway mm. the, 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 when you look at the horizon the mountains are blue <laughs> but the closer you get to them then you discover the different features on the mountains. So True. the closer you, you're moving, you have one, you have to be moving towards your vision. Yeah. Yeah. You can't yeah. be stationary, that's called daydreaming. Oh. But just moving towards something that you are trying <laughs> to get, But the bomb's being thrown, sir. <laughs> 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 so, so one, you have to be moving. Then as you move, make it simple. Mm. Yeah, mm. because believe me, my earlier vision had blockchain, cryptocurrency, yeah. what then... Your people are now starting to lose you when you're mm. trying to explain what you're trying to do. Mm. But the, compel the, the vision must be compelling in simple English. Okay. In simple English. So breaking it down into chewable pits. Uh, okay. the, 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 like the, the details are uh, in the book. But there's a, there's a book that I came across that I found very, very interesting. It's called Lead from the Future. Lead from the Lead future. from the future, yes. Have now, we send greetings to Grace Mnira. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people have been looking, asking, let, let where is Grace Mnira? Hey, he's Mnira? online. Uh, uh, now Noah's taken your place. He's recommending books we've never heard about. Uh -huh. let, let me tell you something very funny. I, asked, I made the mistake of asking Grace Mnira to send me his library. He took screenshots. <laughs> I got 20-something messages, and I'm like, what is this? Pictures of the screenshots of his library, and I'm like, wow. This is, I have someone now to follow. But wow. anyway, in, in that book, uh, Lead from the Future, by uh, a person called Josh Suskiewicz, um, he talks about way of casting vision and making it clear. Okay. And so there, there, there are processes. There are one, you must make your vision very clear. It must be visible and understandable to all. You must have, a, you know, you don't have to be a, a prophet but then you, you have to have some sort <laughs> of certainty of, or a picture, a mental picture. Uh, I'm reminded of, of uh, the, the, the visionary uh, talk that uh, one of the Toyota leaders was talking, was giving his stuff, and they started by casting a 200-year vision, and I'm like, what? And these are some of the things that stretch your mind when you read that someone is casting a 200-year vision. Mm. And it says in 200 years, for example, there are going to be flying cars. I'm like, mm. okay, but how does it... But that and, means and in how are we preparing uh -huh. for that? Yeah. So that means in 100 years, the cars should be able to do this. That means in 20 years, this should be happening. That means end of this year, this should be happening. 
so that you see that the mm. steps you're making are leading you towards the vision. Super. So that's part of it, making it clear and the clear steps that take us towards the vision. So the there's vision. vision, strategy, and the things that let you, lead you there. Perfect. Apostle, lean in. Wow. Lead from the future. I've got that. Someone is interestingly typed lead from the furniture. <laughs> I can't blame them. <laughs> and I think the two are different. <laughs> they actually so different. Some of the practical things we recommend in this book. One, leave out the vision. Mm -hmm. You can't be telling people about a place that you yourself are not planning to go. <laughs> so you start by leaving out the vision. John Maxwell says people buy into the leader before they buy into the vision. Yes. When people look at you, do they see that you are energized and uh, hot? Mm. Are you quite hot about the vision? Mm. Or you're so lukewarm, they are wondering what's up. Oops. So you start by leaving out the vision. Before you talk too much, uh, just be the incarnation of the vision. Two, write it down. Habakkuk says write down the vision. Have a short, memorable, printable, recitable version that everyone in the business can commit to memory. Mm -hmm. If your vision is uh, three paragraphs, I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then have it printed in different formats so that people can keep remembering it. it. Mm -hmm. Then tell lots of stories. Yeah about the vision, yeah. where you've come from and where you're going. Mm. Because leadership is really about writing a story. And of course, mm. people, I want people to keep remembering that this, we are talking about business finances. Yes. And so, the, the grander, the greater the vision, the higher the, that is going to be as far as the finance side is concerned. I like to tell people that when people come, and to, come to work to your, uh, in your company, they've come with their own vision. Of course. And their vision is thus. I needed a job. Uh -huh. I found one. Hallelujah. Do not disturb. <laughs> now, your role is to make sure that they catch the vision of the business. So you have to keep telling stories. As a leader, you're a storyteller. Mm. You're telling the story of where you come from, where you're going, and different stories. Mm. All right, what else could you do? Um, recognize and reward mm. the people who embody and live out and push the vision forward. forward. If you treat everyone the same, Ouch. you will not make progress. Mm -hmm. I hope you are not communist. <laughs> uh, so you, you, can't, you, can't, you can't treat everyone the same. And then consistently uh, in meetings, in every space, make sure that you remind people about the vision because vision leaks. Yes. So you have to keep going at it. You have mm. to keep going at it. Mm. Ask people to express it differently. Yeah. Use fan-based learning yes. for people to express their vision differently using different words but coming to the same picture of the future. Mm -hmm. So there are so many other things you could do with vision but let's start with those few. I think there are questions. So. Ah, there are questions. We are out of time. But uh, someone said, uh, Trofa says, many of us youth are just employed, earning less, not with capacity of setting up businesses, with maybe less vision. How do we dig in so that we widen our tents? That is uh, Trofa. And then Tony Maleche says, what are the five books or teachings most, uh, the ones that have most influenced Apostle Mose and Pastor Noah's vision? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if it's books. Lead from the future. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's one. 
The Advantage by Patrick Lencioni yes. is an incredible book. Uh, just that one will help you uh, figure out what to do in your next steps. So, in terms of vision, I think that that's a, a great book. Any other that you think about? I think um, one of the books that has really stretched my mind in terms of getting me to think bigger was Elon Musk's biography. Yeah, of course. Reading about someone who wants to be buried on Mars can change the way you think. Indeed. Yeah. It, it, he's what single. is it called? Yeah, <laughs> it's called Elon Musk. Yeah. I, wow. I, I, I forget the author. But yeah, as in just thinking how one man born in South Africa, hmm. you know, has gotten to a place where he's redefining the auto industry, redefining the energy industry, redefining the space industry by one vision. Wow. Yeah. As you can see, Pastor Noah reads around the things that excite him and also, yeah, and Apostle Moses. So for you, what excites you? Barnabas Senoga Ooh. asks, when need arises, does one's vision change completely or can it grow to a bigger one? Like you're in need. Uh, when you get into a time of need, does your vision change completely? I don't think Maybe so. I, can, I can give a story. <clears throat> when there is no vision, then the need will always drive your, your current state. So for, for, for a time, for a very long time, actually, we, we, we are, my background is in cybersecurity. Uh, in 2004, me and a business partner, we decided to, to start this company about cybersecurity. But guess what? No one on earth in Uganda <laughs> had heard anything about cybersecurity. And we had so much passion and so much energy. But along the way, we had passion and energy, but it wasn't directed towards a vision. Mm. And so, of course, when the stomach starts grumbling, then you're like, eh, but this thing, is it real? So you end up doing things that are, not, <laughs> that are not in that line. So we built websites, we did over what, and five, ten years down the road, they're like, but what company are we? Okay? And you find that in that state, you're only meeting needs. Mm. It's until when we go to a point and said, no, we have something needs to change. And, and of course, I took that lesson into, this, into, into Savannah. And like, we can't leave, uh, I remember one of the things that, uh, uh, well, the thing that Apostle said when you go and meet people, and someone asks you, huh, so are you an NGO or a business? Ouch. And it was me and, and two of my business partners. We, you know, it was hard to look at each other after that meeting. Ouch. Because we had no clear vision. Mm. We wanted these grand things, but then they couldn't spell how resources can fuel the vision. Uh -huh. That's an NGO. Yeah, that's Because an, an NGO, NGO has to look for money. Oh. But then if your, business, if your business is compelling towards a vision, someone can see how the money comes. Mm -hmm. And then they can't ask you whether you're an NGO. Yeah. And so that caused us to come in and think about what, what's this vision? What's oh. this vision? And that's how we came up with the articulation. So yes, there's going to be some shaping stories. There's going to be some shaping. Because again, your vision is, must be grand, real, because you're going to bring real people into your business. And so you have to show them how they can get from where they are yeah. to where you're going. But then Absolutely. of course, as Apostle said, burn hot. Be something, as in, don't half, don't pursue, nothing in life is worth pursuing half-heartedly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just go for the vision, come and buy and buy. That shows you're committed. And believe me, resources will come. Wow. Wow. Apostle, some closing shots. Barnabas, I think your question has been answered because he was asking what happens when your passion or your vision is not making you profit. And I think you just got an answer. Mm. Some closing shots from you, Apmo. Yeah. Here, here is what I think. Mm. When you're burning bright with the vision, mm. you have to be convinced to take a break. Wow. 
uh, explain in English, sir? <laughs> like people have to almost force you to go and leave. Oh. Or to take a break. I remember reading this book by Donald Trump, the first Trump book I read, The Art of the Deal. <laughs> he sleeps at 1 a.m., he's awake by 5 a.m., and the drive, the one. I was like, what kind of person mm. is this? Those were the days before Trump became a politician. Yeah. And was just, we just read from him as a business person. Yes. In fact, one of the best books, business books you will ever read is The Art of the Deal by Donald Trump. Wow. It, was printed, it was published in 1987. Wow. 87, yeah. That's more than 20 years ago. No, 30, 30. years ago. Mm. Uh, 34 years ago to be exact <laughs> the art of the deal find that book and read it and you will see guys we are, we are half asleep no we are four, three fourths three quarters asleep, asleep. I'm telling you <laughs> Ugandans we need to wake up mm. guys out there they are Thinking, they, are they are passionate, they are consumed with their visions, oh. and see, they are doing it. For us, we are here in a blessed country, blessed in every sense of the word. We are sleeping, and we just see other people who come from elsewhere. They come in here, and they make it, and all we do is complain and tweet. Ouch. Go Ouch. do Ouch. something about it. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you are a visionary, you are automatically an early riser. Oops. Yeah. I've never met an early riser who is a failure in life. Never. Not even one. I've never met anyone who wakes up at four o'clock, five o'clock latest, who has failed in life. So, as a start, even if you have nothing to do, mm. just wake up wake early. Wake up early. That's a very clear to do, you yeah. people. So, I send greetings to the people who are not morning people. I just am sending you greetings. Because, yeah, something has to shift. We are really out of time. But what a powerful session this has been. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you so much, Pastor Noah Balesambu. Thank you so much, Apostle Mose. People here are raving online. You know, one of the things that Pastor Noah said is about, did you guys realize that every husband is a serious vision caster? Because he cast vision enough for someone to spend the rest of their lives with them and change their name. But I think that there is... I send greetings to Pastor Isaac Wakweka. <laughs> He's busy casting vision right now. <laughs> uh -uh. Anyway, look, if you're watching us today and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, you're hearing us talking about vision. There is no bigger vision than the vision God has for your life. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew you completely put you together in there and sent you here with a specific purpose and vision. And in reconnecting with him, you connect with your true identity in Christ Jesus and you have a real purpose for life beyond just issues of life. We want to give you the opportunity to connect with Jesus Christ, your Savior, your Lord, the one who made you, the one who is able to ignite something in you that no book, no environment can even compare. Would you today, if you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, we, I want you to make that decision. 
the best decision that you can ever make in your life. It's simple. I just want you to put your hand up as a sign. You and God, you don't have to have an audience with you in your bedroom, in your car, at the office, wherever you are. Just put your hand up and just say, I am saying yes to Jesus today. I want to connect to the person that has fueled the passion in the people that are that you're watching today. Go on, put that hand up. And I want you to pray a very simple prayer after me. Okay? Yes, put it up, put it up. Don't be afraid. You don't need to clean anything up. He will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So put your hand up and pray this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I come home. I receive you and your life as my Lord and my Savior. Take my life and give it significance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we know that you're born again. Your life right now has completely changed. Light has come in and there is more, no more darkness. But I want you to do something. Send us a message because we want to connect with you. Let us know I've made that decision. I'm going to read out a number if you could write it down. 49. If you're outside of Uganda, you just add plus 256, remove the zero, and the number is exactly the same. Send us a message. There's a pastor waiting with that number right now to connect you to some resources and a community of loving people. Thank you so much for joining us for Business Garage. It's been powerful. The one thing you can do if you forget at least is wake up early tomorrow morning. Wake up early and start training yourself to be someone passionate, but also connect to great environments, great people, and start dreaming about a vision that is beyond yourself. Thank you so much for joining us. We are here every Sunday on this platform, 7.30 a.m. with Business Garage. Of course, see you in a few minutes at exactly 9 a.m. See you for our main garage. It's going to be power packed. You don't want to miss and bring a friend along. Thank you for joining us. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.